Hello and welcome to You Might Also Like, a podcast where you will receive the movie suggestions you didn't know you needed. I'm your host as always, Luke Spaulding. And this week, you guys, I want to start out at the front of the podcast with talking about this exciting DM I got from an old friend from high school who also runs a movie podcast with another guy who I went to high school with and then their college friend. They run a podcast called Those Movie Dudes. And that it just goes to show how small of a world this is, like, and especially the niche community in movie podcasts. Like, and I went to a pretty small high school, like less than 500 kids I'm talking in like Southern Maine. So the fact that another, another two people from my high school came out of that small school and have a movie podcast as well is fucking insane and it's so cool too and it's such a good podcast you guys need to go check it out they movie dudes these guys talk about three movies every saturday they have a new episode and it's you know one of their most recent episodes is they just talked about kind of whatever movies they want to bring to the table they talked about the 1989 movie the parenthood or the 1989 movie parenthood Starsky and Hutch with Owen Wilson, and then The Grudge, all in one episode. And these guys have such funny banter. They're so funny to listen to. I'm, like, driving in my car, listening to them every morning before work the past couple days and been laughing my ass off. And they also have a fun, like, side show kind of, like a segment within their show called Mainstream Boy, where they just talk about, you know, streaming service movies. Most recently, they talked about Enola Holmes, the new Netflix movie with Millie Bobby Brown. And that's a fun side segment to have because that's really kind of the direction that we're going in with our movie watching. I mean, I don't really think there's been any movies that have come out in theaters this year except for like January and February. So it's cool that they have that little segment going on as well. So you guys need to check them out for sure. Um, I don't know if this Mainstream Boys comes out every week, but they've been doing those episodes on Monday, and their actual episode comes out on Saturday. So go check them out, guys. Those movie dudes. So now getting into the meat and potatoes of my podcast today, we're talking about two movies that both involve the main characters going deep undercover for a paycheck we've got never been kissed and we've also got the original point break so let's start out with never been kissed how have i never seen this movie i mean i love drew barrymore drew barrymore is a national treasure i would almost go as far as saying i don't know if i really have a favorite actress but i think i less have a favorite actress single and more have just, like, a group of, like, timeless actresses that have been around probably since, like, the 90s that I've just loved. And I will watch every single thing they're in. And that's, like, Drew Barrymore, Reese Witherspoon, Sandra Bullock, Amy Adams, you know, maybe Jessica Chastain, too. I do really love her. It's just, like, that. It's a very small group of women. I would say, like, less than 10. Yeah, less than 10 women who... I will watch every single thing they're in, and especially Drew Barrymore. She's just so charming and so quirky and so sweet and funny. I mean, how could you not like her? So I don't know how I hadn't seen this movie. 
If you haven't seen Never Been Kissed, it is it is described by IMDb very shortly as a newspaper reporter enrolls in high school as part of a research for a story. It's kind of funny because her boss, she, Drew Barrymore, plays Josie Grozy as the crude kids when she was in high school called her. She's just this, like, super naive, like, cute little young like, one of the youngest reporters that the Chicago Sun, this, like, fake newspaper for this movie, the youngest reporter that they've ever had, and she hasn't gotten her big break, she hasn't had her own story yet, and one day her boss is just like, I want an undercover story, basically, and you, you look like you could be in high school, like, you're gonna, you're enrolling in high school, and you never really get, like, why, or, like, what story she's supposed to be writing, but basically she's just... We know she's going back to high school to go undercover and write a story for her newspaper. What about, I don't know, maybe what about high schoolers are like nowadays? I don't know. But uh, as I said, though, Drew Barrymore really didn't have a great time in high school. She was bullied a lot, and the kids all called her Josie Grozy, as she says, um, a nickname that her brother actually started. Her brother in this movie is played by David Arquette. I'm not Josie Grozy anymore. That's it. Now, scream it. I'm not Josie Grossy anymore! We've also got Molly Shannon and um, John C. Riley. John C. Riley is her boss, who's super mean to her. Molly Shannon is, like, her work friend in this movie. When she gets the story, too, she's super excited at first, because she's like, oh my god, my first, like, own feature, like, I'm my undercover feature. And some friend is Molly Shannon and some boss is John C. Riley because they're both like, are you ready for this? Are you sure you want to do this, sweetie? I'm like, um, don't do that. Like, she's ready. Like, come on, be a good friend and a good boss. We've also got Octavia Spencer in this movie, kind of before Octavia was super, before Octavia was a household name because she has a really small, like, minor role as just, like, another woman in the office in this movie. But yeah, she's super excited for the story, and then her brother, David Arquette, kind of makes her, he kind of reminds her, like, remember how much high school sucked for you and how much you were bullied? And she's like, oh yeah, like, it did suck. And then you start to see flashbacks of her in high school, and the kids being so mean to her. Like, there's this one scene when she's, like, this cute little, like, nerdy high school girl with braces and acne and oversized clothing and she runs up to a boy and she's like um hey billy like i noticed you weren't in math class so i took notes for you and i'm he like punches he doesn't punch her but he like makes fun of her for it and the whole school starts making fun of her i'm like okay since when is being a kind person and taking notes for you while you weren't in class a bad thing okay like i would have killed for a drew barrymore to take notes for me in math class i sucked at math i mean come on I would have been friends with Drew Barrymore in high school when she was the little girl in E.T. now. So, Drew Barrymore, if you want me to be a guest on your new talk show, I would love to. We've also got Jessica Alba plays one of, like, the mean girls and, like, the mean girl clique in this movie. And um, and then on the other side of that, we've got Lily Sobeski, who plays, like, the one girl that shows... Drew Barrymore kindness on the first day of school. James Franco is also kind of po- also pop- part of the popular kids clique in this school. This is also James Franco's first fe- first um, 
credited role I read on the IMDb trivia for this movie. So he, I don't even think he talks in this movie, but you see him and you're like, oh yeah, that is James Franco. You know, as Drew Barrymore is back in high school, you know, Jessica Alba and the other mean girls are, you know, being rude to her. And you're like, oh no, like, is she about to just have a repeat of what it was like when she was in high school for that actual first time? But then she meets Lily Sobeski, who just shows her so much kindness, and she joins the Denominators, which is basically a mathlete. And she's in disguise, so she feels more free, as is a quote that her English teacher says in the movie, when you're in disguise, you feel free. So Drew Barrymore in this movie kind of is acting as if she's it's almost like she's getting a little do-over and she's there's so many montages of her having such a good time like singing in the car and going to mathletes with her new group of friends but then she's still getting made fun of by the popular kids like she was when she was actually in high school and then her dick boss John C. Riley, is like if you want to make a if you want to write a good paper you need to stop hanging out with the nerds and join the Jessica Alba James Franco gang basically is what he tells her I don't really like John C. Riley in this movie. He's always just so mean to Drew Barrymore. The only redeeming quality of their relationship is that Drew Barrymore is always correcting his grammar, which is fantastic. There's a scene in the movie where it flashes back to when she's 17 again and her like school crush that she took notes for in math when she was 17 um, asks her to prom and you kind of just get a bad feeling the whole time that it's a setup and then... God, this scene is literally so sad. He's driving up to her house in a limo, and she comes out in this super, like, nerdy but cute dress, and she's her hair is all, like, teased and, and a side pony, and she's got her braces, and she runs out, and she's like, Billy! And then he eggs her, and then she just falls to the ground and starts crying with, like, egg yolk all over her dresses and because she, she doesn't get to go to prom. Ugh, that is literally one of the saddest movie scenes. I don't care what people say it on par with when Emma Thompson finds out that Alan Rickman is cheating on her in Love Actually when he gives her the Joni Mitchell CD. Also on par with Tony Stark dying in Avengers Endgame. I'm sorry, it might be controversial, but this is such a sad movie scene. It makes me cry every time. I say it makes me cry every time, but this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. From there, the movie, um, like I said, you know, Drew's still undercover and she has to get her story. She wants to do better at her work. She doesn't want, I mean, her and her boss, John C. Ryler, are kind of in hot water if she doesn't get this story. So she, her brother randomly, David Arquette, is like, I'm going to join high school too because I never got a chance to go pro at baseball. This is my chance to do really well in baseball and go pro. So I'm like, he just randomly enrolls in high school again, like as if that's something you can easily do. Um but then he's a good brother and he just like talks up Drew Barrymore to all the popular kids. So then they all kind of start to join, bring her into their clique. But then she starts to neglect Lily Sobeski and that's really sad. Like almost on the same level as when Lindsay Lohan starts to neglect her friendship with Janice Ian and Damien in Mean Girls. And of course, what would this movie be without a love story being told the whole time? While Drew is undercover in high school, she's has so many flirty scenes with her English teacher, um, who is played by Michael Varton. Um, I only recognize him because he plays sexy Dr. Richard, Monica's boyfriend from Friends, son. 
Remember that one episode? It was like a Thanksgiving episode where Monica gets something in her eye on Thanksgiving Day and has to go to the eye doctor and Richard's gone, but it ends up being Richard's son. And he's actually like really hot. And she's like, ooh, like my ex-boyfriend's son, like this could be fun. And then it doesn't work out. And then that's the only episode he's ever in. Well, that's Drew Barrymore's hot English teacher in this movie. And you know, of course, at first you're like, oh, this is weird. They're flirting and he's clearly into her. She's a high school student. And you're like, wait, but it's okay because she's just pretending to be a high school student. But then you're like, wait, he doesn't know that she's pretending to be a high school student. This is weird. But he never acts on it. But still, it's some uncomfortable, flirtatious moments for sure. But in the end, Drew Barrymore tells an important message. I mean, she's like, who you are in high school, it really doesn't matter in the real world. I mean, Drew Barrymore got this this rewrite that she was trying to be popular I mean, she was going undercover, obviously, so she's really doing it all for a news story. But in the end, I mean, she just realized that her in the end, she tells an important message to the students that it doesn't matter if you're the popular one in high school or if you're the mathlete or if you're the jock or if you're the stoner. I mean, Drew Barrymore was the nerdy girl and it just shaped who she was as an adult. I mean, she becomes one of the youngest, like, writers at this Chicago newspaper. She's like 24 years old. I mean, she's doing fine for herself. This movie got a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it says that the unoriginal and unremarkable high school satire does nothing for the genre. I'm sorry, what other high school movies do you know that has a reporter who's actually an adult that goes undercover to write a story and goes undercover as a high school student? I mean... Like, seriously, these critics need to just hop off and let Drew Barrymore do her thing. But this movie is so incredibly sweet and charming, and I think that it's definitely a classic for Drew Barrymore up there with Wedding Singer and Fifty First Dates and Fever Pitch. Um, Duplex, do we all remember the movie Duplex with her and Ben Stiller when they, like, live in a duplex with an old lady? that like drives them crazy but then they end up loving her in the end or something i haven't seen that movie in so long but i used to love it i will just watch anything she's in honestly i mean i even like the movie blended that like that's one of those movies where it's so bad like her and adam sandler have done so many movies together and i just feel like by the time they did blended it was just like repeating so many of the same like themes that they've already done in movies together and it had such stupid humor, but the whole time I was still, like, I, like, could recognize, I was like, this is a stupid movie, but I love it so much because of Drew Barrymore. Like, she's just making it funny for me. She just makes anything that she's in better. And all the haters who are hating on her TV show and saying that it's cringy, like, even if it is, like, she's just having a good time. And isn't it better than the toxicity behind the Ellen DeGeneres show? I mean, so let's just let Drew Barrymore do her thing for a little bit and let it self-correct itself. And I'm sure it's going to be great, Drew. So if you like Never Been Kissed, Google is telling you you might also like... Google is telling you you might also like She's All That, the also another 90s rom-com with Freddie Prince Jr. You might also like Pretty in Pink. You might also like Fever Pitch, another rom-com with Drew Barrymore. You might also like Fifty First Dates. You might also like He's Just Not That Into You. I think that Drew, that Google loves, he, the You Might Also Likes really love to suggest things that are in the same genre, but also things that are in the same genre with the same 
stars. So Drew Barrymore rom-coms, 100% are all of that's on there right now. So that's why I want to suggest to you another movie, including um, the main character going deep undercover for their job, and that is the classic 1991, not the remake, of Point Break with Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. This movie is directed by Catherine Bigelow, who directed The Hurt Locker, but this came years before. She directed the very critically acclaimed Hurt Locker. This was like a movie that came out when like all the like string of like big Patrick Swayze vehicles were being released, like Ghost and Roadhouse. This was not the first movie for Keanu Reeves, but it was like one of the first big movies for Keanu Reeves. It came out like before the Matrix movies, so but also after Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So people definitely knew who Keanu Reeves was, but he was a new face to Hollywood. Has Keanu Reeves is works for the FBI, and he comes out to L.A. to investigate these bank robbers who wear masks of ex-presidents, and they call themselves the ex-presidents. And he is, like, flown out to L.A. from wherever he's from um, and teamed up with Gary Busey and his huge teeth to take down these bank robbers that Gary Busey has been kind of tracking for a a lot of his career. Gary Busey has this theory that these bank robbers are surfers, and he has all of his reasons, something to do with the lab, found out some little lab got some DNA from them that had some surf gel, or I don't even know. But basically he has this theory that they're surfers, so Keanu Reeves Hence, goes deep undercover as a surfer bro um, to try to, like, infiltrate and see if he can find these bank robbers and take them down. I mean, and he's like, how hard can it be, like, surfing? Like, it's easy, blah. And then he tries it once, and then he, like, almost drowns, and Lori Petty has to, you know, come out of nowhere and save him. You guys might know Lori Petty. She, I know her because she played um, Lolly, who was, like, the woman who was friends with Alex in Orange is the New Black. So Lori Petty teaches Keanu Reeves how to surf. Um, but then when she gets into when he starts, you know, hanging out with Lori Petty more, he then meets Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze is like the god of like surfing. Like he's so good at it. It's like a lifestyle for him. Like when he just connects with the waves, he just becomes one with the sea. It's like for them it's like a religious experience. And for Keanu Reeves he's super new to it. I mean, they're all so into it. They want to go to Australia and, like, chase this, like, huge, like, super wave that only comes once every, like, 50 years or something. Like, they're... That's so big for them. So then, I mean, eventually Keanu Reeves hits this big wave when they're surfing and he doesn't fall or drown this time. So then he kind of starts to realize, you know, the... How much of an adrenaline rush you can get from surfing and... Then that's when you kind of start to see that Keanu Reeves is getting deep into this undercover mission. Same with Drew Barrymore getting deep into her undercover mission. Both movies have characters going so deep into these undercover jobs that their initial motives are getting blurred. They're dealing with real people, and you see how difficult it is for Drew and Keanu to just uphold their jobs and collect a paycheck. I mean, Drew is getting so deep into her undercover mission Um, she's falling in love with a teacher and her boss is wanting her to kind of write an exploitation page on a teacher falling in love with a student and ultimately she doesn't want to do that. Ultimately, Drew is being forced to hang out with these popular kids. It's not really her crowd. She 
is being forced to turn her back on the great friend she made in the high school, Lily Silbeski. She's being forced to become a person in high school that she never was, and she's realizing that it doesn't matter. It's fine that she was never that person in high school. Who she was in high school shaped who she was today, and she's realizing that she doesn't have to change who she was to write this great paper. She ends up writing a great news story anyway in the end. I'm sorry if that kind of is a spoiler. You know, hop over to Point Break. I mean, Keanu Reeves is getting so deep undercover with his mission. I mean, initially, it's just nothing for him. I mean, he's collecting this intel on Lori Petty to make, you know, to get in good cahoots with her so that she'll teach him how to surf. But then he ends up really falling for her and getting so deep into the gang, Patrick Swayze's gang, and getting really good at surfing. And he's really going to their parties and becoming friends with them and really, you know, he goes skydiving with them. He really starts to get so engulfed into the surfing culture. And there's one scene where he has an opportunity to take, you know, if you guys don't want kind of a spoiler for Point Break, which if I shouldn't have to, I mean, if you don't want a spoiler for this movie, fast forward like 20 seconds, but this movie came out like almost 30 years ago. So at this point, like, just watch it. I mean, it's only 99 cents to rent on Amazon. Um, They think in the beginning of the movie that they've nailed down the robbers. They find this group of surfing surfers who are super sketchy, and they just turn out to be the, your run-of-the-mill crystal meth dealers, but not bank robbers. So, I mean, that really only leaves one group of people left to be the bank robbers, Patrick Swayze and his gang. And there's one scene where Keanu Reeves is almost caught them and is chasing them and um he like falls and hurts his knee and then Patrick Swayze in his Ronald Reagan mask turns around and looks at him and Keanu has every chance in the world to shoot him and he just looks at him and he doesn't and then instead he shoots his gun in the air a bunch of times and screams so and that scene just really shows you too it really showed me how much this movie was similar to Never Been Kissed because I'm like like I talked about with Drew and how deep undercover she gets and how it really affects her motive, her original motives. Same with Keanu. I mean, he is supposed to just find these bank robbers, which he does, and just take them in. And it ends up becoming so hard for him because he meets a girl and he becomes friends with this guy. He had the opportunity to take him down right there and he didn't. And in the end, too, I won't say the exact ending, but in the end, you see Keanu ultimately does even he takes pity on him obviously for Drew Barrymore there's a lot less consequences for her to not follow through with her original like motives of the undercover mission because if she doesn't then I mean like I guess she runs the risk of losing her job if she doesn't write the story that they wanted her to write but I mean on Keanu's end he if he doesn't uphold his mission he's letting bank robbers go free to continue robbing banks so that's kind of probably worse the skydive scene in this movie though is so cool and i read that patrick swayze was actually a professional skydiver or uh whatever he was he did his actual skydiving scenes and he did it 55 times for this movie also while i was reading the trivia for this movie this is the kind of imdb trivia that i live for so keanu reeves character in this movie he was going to go professional. He played college football and he was going to go professional, but he had a knee injury that made it so he couldn't. So he ended up becoming, going to law school and becoming, you know, working for the FBI. Well, Keanu Reeves in real life 
was going to become a professional hockey player, but had a knee injury, so he ended up becoming an actor. Can you imagine having a knee injury and you're becoming an actor as your backup? And it actually worked out for him, too, because Keanu Reeves is definitely, like, a pretty household name. I mean, he's been in so many big, iconic things, too. Can you imagine if he didn't hurt his knee and we never had Keanu Reeves star in, like, The Matrix and this movie? And, like... Bill and Ted, I mean, who else? The Lake House with Sandra Bullock, who else would have played those roles? This movie has a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, or 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, deservedly so. Um, I did really like this movie. I mean, I love a good, you know, FBI agent going undercover, whether it's a comedy or whether it's, you know, whether it's a comedy like spy with melissa mccarthy or whether it's just a good old 90s action movie like this i mean it's just it was such a fun ride and keanu reeves won the mtv movie award for most desirable male so what's like i didn't even realize that was a if you didn't realize that was a category at the mtv movie awards it's because it was only a category for five years um and that was, he won it the first year that that was a category at those, and he beat out Kevin Costner, Christian Slater, his co-star in this movie, Patrick Swayze, and Jean-Claude Van Damme. He beat them out for this award. I mean, so we've got a movie, who needs an Oscar nomination when you've got a movie that's probably one of, probably the most famous, like, surfing movie, one of the most famous undercover movies, and it has the most desirable male of 1992. What more could you need from a movie? Honestly, you guys should go watch both of these movies. Point Break was remade in 2015 with I don't even know who, but I think it it was a movie that didn't need to be remade. So watch the original. Also, go watch Never Been Kissed if you haven't seen it. I probably am one of the only people that hasn't seen that movie, though. So go watch it again. It's on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. Until next time, you guys, rate and review me on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Instagram at you might also like pod. Until next time, goodbye.